1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God has a family, and we're it. The church is the family of God. Salvation is not just entrance into the kingdom, but into the family of God. God is now our Father. Jesus is our older brother, and we are brothers and sisters. Now, your spiritual family will outlast your natural family. On a natural level, we could say relationships are important because without relationships, the human soul will suffer many emotional problems. We need to be emotionally connected to others. And it's like that spiritually. We don't grow closer to God as the mystics believe in isolation, but by growing together with others who are joined to him. For this reason, we will never receive all that God wants us to know about him on our own, but only in fellowship with one another. That's why Paul prays that we might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height of the love of Christ. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And thank you for joining us. It's Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg as we wrap up our conversation this week on My Church, My Family. And Christianity is not really meant to be a solitary thing. Not only are we spiritually joined to one another, as Ken talked about earlier this week, but we're also meant to have meaningful relationships within the body of Christ. Isn't that right, Ken? Absolutely. In fact, you know, we know we are members of the church automatically
1: when we get saved. But, you know, Phil, that term, the church, is used predominantly in reference to the local church. You know, people, mm-hmm. yeah, they were they belong to the mystical church, if you like, use that word, or the, the universal church. But um, basically that found its expression in a locality. They they were members of a local church. Um, you can tell where people are at on this whole thing of the church by the way they talk about it. You know, like, for example, people who are outside, unbelievers, they'll talk about the church as your church. You know, what does your church think about this? What is your church doing about that? And so on. And then, of course, there are those inside the church, but you sense they're not committed by the way they talk about the church. It's almost like they're the critic of the church. You know, What's the church doing about this, and what's the church going to do about it? Well, they might, that? might talk in terms of they rather than us. Exactly. But I love it when people say, my church. That's why we've called this series this week, My Church, My Family. Uh, God wants us to belong to a specific group in which we can give and receive love. So being in a family makes love possible. Remember we said that um, the summary of the law uh, is love. So, if we miss love, we miss the greatest thing. Mm. But, you know, love can only operate in relationships. You know, it has to have an object. And so, God places us in a church family. Now, let me say quickly here that I'm not talking necessarily about the institutional church. I'm just saying, you know, the church uh, comes together in groups. It could be in a home, mm. uh, it could be in some other, uh, other format, you know, uh, other than the institutional church. But we do need to belong to some
0: expression of the body of Christ collectively with other people. Someone said that the biggest church in some cities is actually the church of the unchurched, Mm. uh, those who are Christians, but not necessarily in that institutional setting or gathering setting that you're talking about. A lot of people have been hurt in those kind of churches. They just don't feel safe there anymore. What do you say to people like that who are listening to us now? Well, the first thing I would say is I understand. I mean, I've talked to many
1: people, ministered to many people in that situation. And uh, you know, sad as it is, Phil, many pastors and teachers don't actually preach the Word of God today and teach the Word of God in the meeting. So so the sheep come to get fed, you know, and if they're just going to hear is a, a pep talk or, or somebody's idea or rambling, you know, um, then they're not going to come back eventually. If, they, if they've come to be fed on the Word of God and the Word of God is not being taught, and that is the case in some churches, then I understand that. Then, then you know, others, as you said, have been hurt, they've been abused in church life, and uh, people don't want to make themselves vulnerable to that kind of... Um, a harm if if they've experienced that in the past. Now, on the other side, I mean, I'm a pastor and I've also shared with several pastors that have also been terribly hurt and treated badly. Uh, They've poured themselves out for their people only to be betrayed or stabbed in the back and all this is very tragic. Now, sometimes... You, you look at it on a natural level. Sometimes you know, we belong to a natural family. Sometimes our natural family embarrasses us. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> Never. Uh, and so does our <laughs> spiritual family. Um, in fact, recently um, I had the, the the wonderful joy of catching up with one of my old mates back from the UK that when I first got saved, he was there with me at the same time. And uh, I remember looking back. Now, I'm going back, Phil, about 40 years here, okay, um, back to when you were three Yeah, thank you You're a friend for life <laughs> But you know Back in those days No, we were teenagers And uh, he was newly saved This guy, okay But he was still swearing Like a trooper So, you know He'd come into church And, and one of, maybe one of the elderly ladies Would come up to us afterwards And say Now boys That was a great meeting today Wasn't it? And you say, yeah, blankety-blank, you're not wrong. So just embarrassing. But I tell you what, it was such a joy to catch up with him and just see the grace of God that's been upon him, keeping him and transforming him and making him rock solid in Christ. You know, Mm -hmm. Sometimes family members embarrass us. And I say to our congregation, look, I'll probably embarrass you um, from time to time. I won't do it on purpose. I'll even hurt you from time to time, but I will never
0: knowingly hurt you. It'll be unintentional. And, and we've got to accept that, you know. That and that's what grace is, really. You know, it is. That, that grace covers a multitude of sins, you know, whether it's you unintentionally embarrassing or you just haven't got to that point yet where you realize, like, your friend. Mm. And I would imagine in 40 years he's probably changed a bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. if he didn't have that grace from his friends around exactly. him, where might he have ended up?
1: Yeah. And, and look, I mean, even in the church today, that there are scandals, Okay, well, there are scandals in the family, aren't there? Like in in natural families. I mean, we hope that they're not going to be in our our families. But let me ask the question to our listeners. If there is a scandal in your family, how would you handle that family member? I mean, we say that families stick together through thick and thin, and you would hope so. You'd hope that those that you're closest to will stick with you when you've really, can I say, mucked up up big time, you know? Um, And it's like that in church as well. You know, when the prodigal come home, the father ran to him, and he put on the robe. The robe was meant to cover. I say this: when somebody mucks up, don't rub it in; rub it out.
0: That's the grace of God. What a great phrase! When yeah. somebody mucks up, don't rub it in; rub it out.
1: Yeah, because grace doesn't expose; grace covers, and that's what that robe of righteousness, as it were, you know, thrown over the the prodigal that they come home. It was there to say everything's covered. We're not going to bring this up. We're not going to rub it
0: in. Uh, we're we're going to rub it out. I heard a good thing recently, and that is to err is human. To really mess it up requires a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. I think he's going to you quote that old, you know, uh, saying from the church here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, getting back to your question, Phil, you know, I, I do understand that there are some people saying, well, you know, you'll never get me back to church because of the hurt and so on. Uh, okay, I understand that. But let's pray that God will at least join them with a group of people that are of like mind,
0: that they can fellowship with and, and grow together with. Mm. I agree that this is a prayer that God would answer because it's his will for us to be in fellowship.
1: Yeah, well, you think of all the one another's that the New Testament Mm, exhorts us to love one another, pray for one another, be subject
0: to one another, confess your faults to one another, forgive one another. You can't do that on your own. Yeah, you can't. I think sometimes, though, we we kind of talk down the local church, though, don't we? And when really we should be building it up through our words.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right, Phil. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exhorted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. And and a lot of people just, uh, you know, they do slander the church. They talk down the church. I mean, I'm talking here about Christians, and they're always negative about the
0: church. We need to really speak well of the church and and to build it up by the report that we bring. Yeah. There's that great quote of Jesus where he said, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And uh, follow that through. Any church that turns in on itself, it's going to end up in ruin, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. All right, what do we do with this, Ken? Let's wrap this up here.
1: Well, look, you know, let's leave it with a challenge to the people. Um, I spoke earlier on that, you know, we can we can reflect where we're at and what our attitude is towards the church by the way that we speak about the church. So do we say, you know, your church or that church or the church, or can we say my church with mm. a sense of pride, you know, redemptive pride? Can we say, you know, this is my church, my family, and, and um, I'm going to speak well of this church, I belong to this I'm going to sow into this church and, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be proud of the body of people that God has put me amongst. That's my prayer for the people today.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au That's vision.org.au Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian
0: Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au